Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. So if that wasn't a big introduction enough, <laughs> for those of you who got wooed over by Gabe's red hair, I'm Fiona Phillips. Um, I've been in the community for about two and a half years now, for about staff for a year. And um, for, for those of you who are single here tonight, um, I meet my husband in this community, in this church, so stick around afterwards. The coffee is good, lounge around. <laughs> but it's really, really great. Uh, it's really, really great to have you all here tonight. For those of you who are uh, visiting us for the first time, it's such a privilege to have you here and to join us as we embark on, on Christmas. Uh, firstly, I just, I really, over the last two and a half years of being here and being a part of this community, um, just a word, I really I wanted to commend and honor this community for being both a faith-filled and a faithful community. As a, a young adult, as a woman um, entering into the rest of my life ahead of me, um, a newlywed, um, hopefully one day I'll be a mom, There's been, it's been amazing to see the, the faithfulness Gabe's saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> Not yet, though, but in the future. Um, <laughs> but I really wanted to thank you. You know, when you hear stories of married couples who have been married for 30 years and are renewing their vows, they've lived 30 years together of being faithful to one another, that inspires me. As a, as a young lady, to see moms who week in, week out, bring their kids faithfully each week, even though it's hard, even though it's not convenient, thank you. Thank you for living lives that are, are faithful, lives that um, trust Him, lives that believe in Him, and I, I really feel that Life Changes is marked with the stamp of His faithfulness. And, and us as a people of faithfulness, we will impact many generations to come by, by, by faith, actually, by faith living for Him, by faith choosing to, to make decisions for the King of Kings. Um, and so just to give you a little bit of background, if you're new, and, um, new tonight or you've been an in and out over the weeks, we're doing a series on Hebrews 11, which is about faith, um, and the hashtag is, are you crazy? And um, just with that, we've been learning that faith, actually, it looks like something. It's not just an ob out, out there um, concept. It's actually, it looks like something, and there's an action to it. Um, and so just to remind us, so amazing, over the weeks, different people have preached that by faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, Joshua encircled the promises of God. By faith, Isaac reached into the future to bless his kids. And by faith, Gabe spoke this morning, by faith, Gideon overcame kingdoms. So tonight, you've chosen a good night to come to church. I'll be a lot shorter than my husband <laughs> preached on this morning. So if you're already in the holiday season, you're like, ah, oh, church, got to sit through half an hour of preach. Don't worry, I'll be quick to the point. Um, but if you didn't listen to Gabe's sermon this morning, please download it and have a listen. It was really, really brilliant. I was very inspired. Um, <laughs> so basically, tonight, I'm just going to be sharing some of my faith journey with you, um, how I journeyed on finding God's word and how to live by faith. So I'm going to just ask you to close your eyes and pray. Uh, pray. I'm just going to pray for us quickly. Yeah, I thank you, God. I thank you for the privilege of um, being in a relationship with you, God. I thank you that you are a faithful father. 
And God, I pray that your, our hearts would be open to hear your word tonight. Our hearts would be open to see more of you as a good, good father. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Cool. If you've got your Bibles with you tonight, I'm going to ask you to turn to Hebrews 11, hence the series, <laughs> Hebrews 11, and we're going to read from verse 11. If you don't have your Bible yet, the scripture should appear behind me on the screen. It's been a while. Okay, all there? Thumbs up? Ready to go? Cool. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. So just to, to catch up very quickly, if we have a look at that scripture, and just to give you a bit of background to Abraham and Sarah, Abraham was very old, and like very, he was on the verge of 100 years old. So 19, Harry and Miriam, you're still good to go for many years, okay? We stick around for many years to come. Abraham was old, and in the next scripture, it says he was as good as dead, which is, that's like quite a hectic thing to say someone's as good as dead. Um, I've never encountered anyone like that. Gabe's grand is still on 94, and she's all perky and amazing. Um, so she's definitely far from good as dead. Um, and then, <laughs> we'll be seeing her this week, so I'm excited. Um, and then we, we read in Genesis 15, where God says to Abraham, he gives him a promise, and he says, your offspring will be as many as the stars in the sky. And that's amazing. If I look at this, God's giving him a promise, 99 years to 100 years, God still hasn't fulfilled his promise yet, and he's, he's, still, he's almost about to fall over, and God says, no, I've given you a promise. You are going to have kids, and your offspring are going to be as many as the stars in the sky. And we look at Sarah, his wife. She's, they say she's about 90 years old in the scripture, and her womb is barren. There is no way that she is going to conceive. Um, that she's going to have a child. And in Genesis 17 and 18, God says to her, Sarah, I'm going to make you a mother of the nations. This is my promise. I'm going to bless you with a son. And she actually, she responds and she laughs at God. She laughs in the face of God. And that's, for me, I'm just like, I'm like that's, are you crazy? Are you crazy? In the midst of that situation, biologically, if we look at it, there was no way that they were able to conceive. I'm like, are you crazy, Abraham, to still put your faith in God and to believe that he has this yeah. promise for you to have a child. But God, but God gives them this promise. And then we see, you know, often in circumstances we have, there's a choice that we can make. How, how are we going to respond? How are we going to respond? There's this promise that God has given us, yet there's nothing, I can't see anything right now that makes sense of it. And so um, if I can ask you, we're going to turn to Romans 4, verse um, 19 to 22. And we're going to see there how how Abraham responds. <clears throat> okay, so Romans 4 says, Without weakening in his faith, Abraham faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old and Sarah's room was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. And just for me in that scripture, when I was reading over it and, and through the series on Hebrews, you know, we've learned that, that faith looks like something. And, and when I was reading this Romans 4, I really just felt that it was a posture that Abraham took, a posture of faith. And if we look at the definition of posture, it's actually, it means it's a particular approach or an attitude. 
So I'm just going to read that again, with keeping in mind the, the meaning of posture. Without weakening in his faith, Abraham faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. When I think of the word posture as well, um, Gabe often reminds me I'm sometimes like slouch or slump. So I've got to, he comes and reminds me to straighten my back and stand up straight. Um, and with this analogy, it's good, but it's sometimes very irritating. Um, but it's for my good. <laughs> but with this analogy in mind, there were just two postures that jumped out to me in the scripture when I was reading it. And the first one is that Abraham postured himself in praise. So if we read in verse 20, it says, and he gave glory to God. So I want to encourage us that we also need to posture ourselves in praise. Let's be a people who, when we, by faith, we posture ourselves in praise. And what that means basically is, let's thank God. Let's continue in times where we doubt him and we're not too sure what's going on. Let's thank him. Let's exalt him for who he is, his character, that he's a faithful God, that he loves us. Um, and we, to keep our focus on him and not on our own circumstances. So even, I can imagine Abraham, he was like oh, all slumped in and like, oh, my circumstance, how am I ever going to conceive? But he actually, he chose to fix his eyes on God and believe the promise that God had given him. He did not waver in unbelief. Then the second posture, if we look at the scripture, I, I feel that Abraham postured himself in God's faithfulness. So if you read in verse 21, it says, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Abraham postured himself in God's faithfulness. And we too need to posture us in, in his faithfulness, posture ourselves in his faithfulness. And when, you, when you consider faith as a posture, it's also something that you can, you can lean into. You can either choose in your circumstance to, by faith, lean into God's faithfulness, or you can just lean into your, your fleeting faith or your own circumstance. But Abraham actually chose to lean into God's faithfulness. And um, while we've been going through Hebrews 11 and, and we've been studying it together, I was reminded of a very key time in my life when I really felt that God helped me cultivate these two responses um, or postures to action by faith and how to live by faith in my life. And when I was in varsity, um, one of my best friend's brothers, um, he was a young pilot, and um, he was a, a pilot over in Asia, and he um, tragically, he died tragically in a, a very tragic plane accident. And because I was very close to the family, um, I was considered like one of, one of their own daughters, they decided that they wanted to trust for his resurrection, if it was God's will. So being um, a part of the family, I also too decided that this is something that I wanted to, to trust for. Um, and at this stage in my life, I'd only been saved um, and known Christ for about three and a half years. And I'd never actually even had someone very close to me die or pass away. So the mere fact that I'm like, um, I'm loving Jesus, God is good, I'm on this journey and it's simple and it's beautiful, and someone who, who loves God, who's still young, has many years ahead of him, dies, was, was hard for me. And then, <laughs> on top of it, 
to, to want to trust for, for his resurrection. You know, and in that moment, I was like, how, how do I trust God in this? How do I, do I believe that he can raise this guy back from the dead? Like, do, this is God's word. Do I believe that God's word is true? And what he says, he is faithful to his promise. And um, so for me, it was this journey of, of, of placing my faith in God, of believing in him, of believing in his word. Um, and a lot, of people, a lot of people didn't understand me. A lot of people didn't understand my decision. Um, yeah, but I knew that this was a journey that God was taking me on. And even in that, I look at the story of Abraham and Sarah, and there was no physical child placed in front of him. There was no flesh and blood that he could hold onto or see, but he chose to believe in God. He put his faith in God. And in moments like that, when we can't necessarily see the outcome or how this promise is going to come to pass, we can place our trust in God's faithfulness. And so the story goes on, and... Um, even though he, so he wasn't raised from the dead. Um, he didn't come back to life. And, and in that, even in that journey, God taught me to be okay with the fact that because of these, you know, we're going to make crazy faith actions in our life. We're going to do things that people aren't always going to understand. And that's okay. Because it's, it's your conviction. If he's called you to do it um, by faith, it's, it's good. I also I gained a deeper um, understanding of of my intimacy with Christ in that time, because I chose to believe in Him and I chose to trust in Him and His Word. And a, um, a, just a little handle that helped me um, stay on how to live by faith in this time was God taught me that faith is believing and not necessarily always understanding. Faith is believing and not necessarily always understanding. Faith is not clear-cut. There's no this way or that there, this is in, this is out. Things don't always turn out the way we want them to. And these are three things with that confusion going on, with the story um, of journeying with God and placing my faith in Him. Um, these are three things that, just three little things that I want to encourage you with and that, that helped me. The first one is that faith is knowing that I might be misunderstood. So even in that, faith is knowing that we might be misunderstood. As followers of Christ, as being crazy, bet the farm, faithful people, all risk in doing things that sometimes to the world or to other people look crazy, we're going to sometimes be misunderstood. Faith is knowing that I might not understand. Sure. Faith is knowing that we might not understand. Sometimes things happen that we might not always know why or but we, we know that God is sovereign and we trust him. So faith is knowing that we might not understand. And faith is having confidence even in the confusion. A confidence in Christ. A confidence that he is true to who he is. A confidence in him. And finally, I love, I mean, I love the scripture, I love the word of God. Um, and I love how it shows us, it beautifully shows us how to live by faith. There's this guideline of by faith, how to posture our lives, how to posture our hearts in his faithfulness and in praise. But I also know that it is only in Christ that we can live by faith. It's only in Christ. Tonight, I'm not, I'm not here to say, look at me, I have it all together, 
I'm, I'm here to boast about Jesus. It's only in him that I could put my faith in him to trust for that guy's re resurrection. It's only in him that I know the promise that he's given me is going to come to pass. Yeah. I'm far from having this faith journey down and how to live by faith, and I'm, I'm on a journey. But I just I want to encourage you, this is the one scripture that anchors me in this journey that God's called us to a crazy, faith-filled um, adventure with him. In Hebrews 10, verse 38, which is the preceding chapter of Hebrews 11, where it lists all the heroes to faith, it says, but the righteous one will live by faith. But the righteous one will live by faith. And then it refers to, in the Old Testament, it refers to Habakkuk, 2, 3, verse 4. And it says, but the righteous will live by his faith sure. and his faithfulness. We live by his faith and his faithfulness. And I love this. I just love that because it's not me. It's him. It's all him. Our faith is based on this preceding and beautiful gift of his faithfulness to us. Not ours, not my own. Religion says, have more faith. Jesus Christ says, have more faith in me. Believe in me. Put your trust in me. Faith is believing in him. Not trying, no, oh, how do I do this faith thing now? How to live in Christ. He's it. So that's, that's my little revelation that I have to share with you tonight. Um, yeah, it's, it's just such a privilege, and I'm so, I think, yeah, for me, this, I want to live this, like Gabe said this morning. This is not to, to do something clever or let's get on a hype of how to live by faith. It's like, let's really trust Jesus to show us how, how to live by faith. Um, do you want to share anything, Gabe? Just before Fee prays for us, there's this, the scripture this morning, we read, finished the Hebrews 11, finishes like this. It says, how much more do I need to say? It will take too long to give the accounts of this faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. Then it says this, but others were tortured refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at, and their backs were, were beaten, were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Others were sawed in half, and others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. Hebrews 11, by faith. I love that those two scriptures are by each other. One, by faith, people receive their dead from the, from the, back from the dead. They receive the, they received the promise. They received crazy, crazy stories. But by faith, other people still live faithfully and did not see the promise. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved what Fee said, just that one statement, because I think this journey of faith, we need to understand how to hold God in the confusion. Yeah. And she said, how to have confidence in the confusion. And I think too often we are sold a faith of rah, 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 and not understanding how to deal with the valleys in God. And still hold on to Him when, when it feels like nothing's happening, when my prayers are going unanswered. What is God doing? 
Abraham, 99 years, still praying, what's happening? Going to the prayer meeting every morning, nothing's happening. And I think a lot of us can have identify with that story a lot more than I think a lot of us can have. Yeah, I want to pray for the dead. That's an awesome thing. But I think a lot of us just need to know, how do I hold on to God when the promises that I'm holding on to aren't coming true? Yeah. I want confidence in the confusion. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're in that place right now, or maybe you're saying, God, I, I want to I know that, can I tell you, if you live long enough, you'll bleed. You will bleed. Yeah. I promise you, life will, will give you a curveball if you live long enough. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. So maybe this, is, maybe this is something for you now in this moment, saying, God, I want confidence in the confusion. Or maybe you're saying, this is something I want to put in my back pocket and know, know that when that day comes, I can still hold on to him. Mm. I'm going to ask feet to pray. Mm. And if that's you and saying, God would, God, would you put courage in my heart? Mm. Can you stand to your feet? And Fee's going to pray that prayer. Yeah. yeah, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you that you are with us. Father, I thank you for your presence here. I thank you for your spirit, God. Yeah. I thank you that you make us alive to you, Jesus. I thank you that you say that, that we are your sons and daughters and we are righteous and that we can live by your faithfulness, Father God, by your faith. Lord, I pray tonight where people are feeling confused, where people worry, God, where people are in times of doubt, in circumstances that they don't understand, that they can't see your promise coming to pass, God. I pray that we can trust in you as the faithful one. Father God, I thank you that tonight we choose to lean into your faithfulness, Father God. We don't rely on ourselves or our own abilities, God, but we choose to lean fully into your faithfulness, Father God. I thank you that you are the glorious one, God. I thank you that in you anything is possible, Jesus. When we place our trust and our hope and our faith in you, Father God. And I thank you that, Jesus, yeah, you are the faithful one. In times of of confusion, we can be confident in knowing that you are the glorious one, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So I thank you for that, Jesus. Pray this in your beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Amen.